welcome to another episode of Optional Skate Blues, our podcast where we talk hockey and focus on the St. Louis Blues. Uh, this is our special podcast uh, playoff edition, uh, and I'm Mike, here with Eric. This is definitely half-cocked, but we're, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's May 2nd, and uh, we, we, we kind of decided to... Uh, check in with some uh, power feelings after the the game's end so uh blues win four nothing shutout uh yeehaw pretty cool ye friggin haw yeah. yeah um billy huso right i mean the exact game that everyone thought he was gonna have in his first outing in the postseason yeah first uh blues goalie Playing their first playoff game with a shutout. So, you know, a little ridiculous with some of these stats. But first guy ever to do it in his first first game. I seem to remember a goalie a couple of years ago, 2019, who was doing some pretty ridiculous things as well. So, pretty excited about that. All right. I hope we forget all about that guy. But... Uh, <laughs> If it, if it gets me another parade, I am ready to forget. That's exactly my point. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we're just kind of going to do a quick shot after these games and kind of talk a little bit about uh, who was good, who was bad, what we think is going to happen moving forward in the series. And um, so, you know, big win. What what exactly went right for the Blues today? I got to say that the my my hot take or whatever my big take from last episode was was pretty spot on with that line though with uh dp57 uh o'reilly and and sod playing a huge role um you know o'reilly having at least a helper and a goal did he end up getting anything else on those on Perron's other two, I'm I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I'll check it out. He, but they played they played really really well, man. Yeah, yeah, he, he had a heck of a game, and uh, Perron was just kind of in the right place on the power play. He got uh, three rebounds that just kicked right to him, was in the right place, and put him back in. So I think they what only two of the three were power play goals, even though they all kind of like scored power with play goals <laughs> well they they all scored like at the exact ending of the power play i think on two of the three so it was kind of confusing there which ones counted for a minute yeah yeah for sure but they i mean looked really like you said they looked really really good they were overwhelming and just uh just played some some great hockey i mean that whole line what we've got um one two three, they, they scored all the goals and then they had so four goals. O'Reilly had a helper, and Saad had another helper in there. So, um, you know, they've got uh, six points in the first game. So that's that's huge, and you get get nothing from the the top line. Uh, so, but that's fine, man. Right? Uh, check them hard and let uh, let the third line feast. Yeah, and. You know, some of the pregame coverage really focused on that. What are they calling them? The beast line. Oh, uh, I with, I didn't uh, catch. It's like Erickson Eck and, and, you know, that line. But uh, just five on five when they play, I think they're like plus 25 goals, four, and they've only allowed five goals, even strength, you know, all year. So uh, just, you know, a really locked down line that I think it's not surprising that they didn't get those points. But uh 
you know, they, they're all about the depth right now. And, and they got some really good minutes from uh, quite a few lines, I think. So uh, it was a tough, you know, what went wrong for the Blues? Not, not a whole lot, right? I think that, right. uh, you know, the fourth line didn't get a whole lot of time because there was just so much specialty teams and Power play. Uh, yeah, yeah real okay. real hard to get a, a good rhythm where they could kind of roll them out there and uh, I thought Mikola, you know, didn't have the best game and probably when everybody is healthy, if if Scandella can come back, he'll probably replace him. Um, and then you know, Kairu, I thought he had some uh, pretty sloppy moments. There was that one play where he like yep. passed it back to Hartman in his own zone for just like a wide open breakaway. Like it was a really weird play that they didn't focus on at all in the, the, the St. Louis broadcast. So, yeah, I, and I honestly, I disagree with the Mikula thing. I think that that Mikula is one of the guys, one of the few guys that we have who can be that just big huge presence and he doesn't mind playing with with that grit right like i know that you had said the other day uh just uh in that recording about bortuzzo and i agree but i think the guy's like 34 years old like 33 34 years old so getting a guy who's youthful out there and ready to to shove some people around um and that's the one of the things that i would say kind of what went wrong was the the blues looked soft in front of Huso after the whistle. I thought, um, I, I think that they could maybe be a little bit more protective of the guy. I saw Greenway, um, on the, on the play, whenever, uh, Falk was the only guy who got a pot, a penalty out of it, but I, I watched it and I, I replayed it back and I saw Greenway take his stick after everything was done and the puck was definitely covered and he just smoked Huso in the face. And I know that Tarasenko pointed it out and I saw O'Reilly talking exceptionally long after uh, the penalty had been called. So I think the Blues were drawing attention to it. Um, but I think that, that Greenway needs to have it drawn attention to his face with the stinky leather mitt at least I, no I, I think that's ridiculous but um <laughs> what's ridiculous about that, that that it is the playoff hockey kind of thing i know that you don't subscribe to the whole after the whistle kind of stuff and i don't think that that's necessarily uh, i mean they took more to penalties happen, but... i mean other than the last two minutes i mean we took far more penalties from them doing stupid things like holding sticks and offensive zones and fucking around with them at the boards. And, you know, like I, I think that especially on the road, you can't be doing that stuff in front of the net. And I think they did it an appropriate amount. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't think that I, I, I don't know. After the whistle stuff is big in the post, like it or not, it's it's big in the postseason. And if you got little Krug, if you got Falk, he's big enough to stand up for himself, really. But he's still a little dude. Um, you know, they're just they don't have much size on on the back end. So they won four to nothing. They kicked their dicks. They did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They. I mean, Pecker slap they for sure. Zero and I'm excited goals. about it. I'm excited. Oh, excited about all the stuff. But if I have to pick something for that category. Uh, what went wrong? I'm definitely nitpicking, uh, and I'm finding something to they bring just didn't up. Didn't have enough grit. Nah, 
No, no, no. A little more sandpaper. I, yeah? Maybe they yeah. just try harder. Mm-hmm. I think that that's watch it again and see what happens and and I definitely I see that they they they're gonna need that I think Greenway's gonna definitely just be that guy they're gonna need a little bit I think it's not absurd. not all about it that guy took a bunch of stupid penalties like why would oh, yeah. you why would you wanna do that like I mean he probably should have gotten another penalty there he already took stupid let he should have let, let yeah. that guy do dumb stuff I'm, why I'm would you it. encourage him by equaling out the penalty. To make sure that he doesn't concuss your goalie. Or you got two power play goals sticks. from it, right? Yeah, that's good. And no concuss goalie. That's bad. Does he concuss? Bad. It's bad. Does he concuss? Could be. He no, could be? Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. He's oh. not. But, and he might need to bring a, that a shit up. Conceal and they carry do. on the ice just to they protect <laughs> himself from the goalie. Oh. CC, yeah, no, they they're gonna goon it up. You gotta have something like that. You gotta have a Claude Lemieux kind of presence or some guy who's just gonna be out there and actually getting after shit because those liberties are going to be people are going to try to take them in the postseason. Fact. Who best blue? Who do you think played the best hockey game? Uh be hard argue against who so be very hard, but I mean. Huso Peron, right? Three goals, no goals. I I I really think that O'Reilly was the the best blue tonight. Um, may not have necessarily showed on the score sheet, but I think you know he was over seventy percent in faceoffs. Yeah, um, had a bunch of crazy plays and you know deflections and got a bunch of shots and had that that uh, goal that he he was able to net. So. Um, I think sometimes he's really the effort leader on this team, and he sure brought it today, and it seemed like the rest of the team was on board with him. Yeah, and he even bled whenever he needed he to bleed. Bleed. Now, did he get it stitched up on the bench? Because like, I saw him take that thing out of his pocket, but it looked like it might have had a little needle in there, like it was just a temporary, and they would clean it up you know, 10 minutes later. I didn't. I didn't see that. I thought that it was more of just kind of a, like a wicked abrasion or whatever on yeah. his actual eyelid. Um, like str- but it was a bad strawberry enough. just right on Stra- your face. Strawberry, yeah. <laughs> a bleeding strawberry. Uh, but yeah, I, it'd be really, really hard to argue against him too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of those three, I think you got to say is is definitely the person who um, was was the best blue. I'm gonna go with Huso. And the only reason I'm going to go with Huso is because he had to be that. And and the fact that we got standout, shutout goaltending the first game of the postseason not only solidifies the team in front of him, but also stays in the kitchen and stays in the head of Minnesota, right? Like you were talking about our last episode, like they just – they. The, the wild are going out there and the fans are going out there just thinking we're we're effed every time they get they line up against the blues. So rent that's a free great thing as to the do. kids say, I believe. Yeah. There it is, man. Right in there, right in their heads. Um, worst blue. Who do you have on that, buddy? Um Worst Blue. Uh I you know, like I said, Kairu had a not great game, but I don't think he was yeah. the worst blue. Um I would maybe say Torpchenko. Uh, I didn't think he had a 
great game, but he he didn't really play too much. Uh, maybe Walker didn't have a great game either. He had a couple of bad um, end zone turnovers, but it it was hard to pick out anybody too much. Yeah, again, nitpicking, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, worst blue. Full disclosure: I uh, I had uh, clients uh, until about ten minutes left in the in the second period, so I missed the first half of the game. So the going I, rate I is still five dollars. It no, it's a little bit better now, but uh, <laughs> three. Uh. A combination of three and five dollars. Your man whoring gig, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As, as a tomato from my sandwich falls in the hot tub, and then I eat it. God damn it, white boy! <laughs> it's really thin. Um, no, I didn't have any worse blue. Really, uh, I think that everybody played an exceptional game from the hockey that I saw. Um, if I again to nitpick, I really would say Kairu, just because his passes—he looked like he was forcing it. He looked like it was absolutely his first. Uh, postseason game and that he was not ready at all for that style of hockey to to kind of just change a little bit more you had made mention of it earlier uh, last episode about the speed just getting a little bit quicker uh, the the time with a puck to to just tighten up a little bit more and it looked like he had the tight cheeks and that um, he was making some silly passes but I think that he and to a lesser degree Bobby T are going to evolve with uh, with this postseason and play much better moving forward. Yeah, you know, and you mentioned Thomas, and I don't know if that line had much of an impact, but I think that uh, most of their time was kind of spent in the neutral zone. I don't. I think that Cairo and them stumbled a bit and got stuck in their own zone, and you know, it was uh, uh, not not as impressive of a game. So, um, yep. what what uh, what do you think? Minnesota's going to do moving forward. How are they going to react? They are going to try to take less penalties. <laughs> like that's they have they have to do that. So, um that's the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head whenever I'm thinking like how do they have to respond and they have to respond by staying out of the box. Did you see the penalty shot? I did not. No. no. Yeah. We had a penalty shot. Barbachev. Some bitch. It was a yeah. short-handed penalty shot, even. The old the old shig <laughs> PS. Um crazy. Yeah. I mean, I assume that there was, you know, the breakaway and somebody had to haul him down, yeah. It it probably was a bad call, even. Uh I mean, it kind of looked like a hook, but he, he got him. Below the hands, it looked like it was all stick on stick. Like pretty, uh, pretty fortunate to get the call, even, but uh, didn't didn't materialize in the goal, and uh, you know we were able to kill off the rest of the penalty and all the penalties. So, yeah. um, do you think that the Minnesota fans? I could hear them, some boo birds whenever the refs kept calling penalties. Do you think that the the Minnesota fans are tonight going to bed thinking they got boned by by how many calls they had against them? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think they had the advantage until, you know, the end of the game when it started to get chippy. You know, you're down yeah. four goals and they're giving guys 10-minute misconducts just to keep it, you know, safe, right? So, um, Well, safe and chippy, is that a reason that you might want to have a guy like Mikola out there with a little little, little grit, a little, little sandpaper? 
I don't think he was out there for that, and they no. But I'm just seem, saying that seem like they idea. won four to nothing. So, sure um, yeah, I mean, it it didn't really seem like they got much going with their their big line. Um, this yeah. was, you know, Kaprizov had a bunch of shots early, but kind of disappeared towards the end of the game. And I mean, the blues really locked him down in that third period. Like that, that first 10 minutes of the third period, they just kind of swallowed him up after that, that uh, penalty kill to start the period and just dominated. And uh, they really are going to have to figure out how to keep the puck in the, the blue zone. Cause they, the blues did a really good job of, getting it out and then maintaining possession in, in the wild zone. And that was a huge hallmark of the 2019 blues too. that possession, that, that puck get possession of it, get it at least to the neutral zone puck on stick and uh, the defensive zone, get it to the neutral zone as quick as possible up the boards. I don't think that that's a thing that is going to change from the 2019 uh, postseason play to to this postseason, uh, regardless of how much how skilled the personnel is and how much they're um, they're going to be looking a lot different. I think that that's going to be something that they're going to continue to stress and did so very very well this uh, this first game. And for Kaprizov, man, I'm I'm glad that you said that he was uh, he was getting a lot of shots the the first half of the game because once I had tuned tuned in halfway through, I. I he he seemed like a non-factor yeah, uh, I, to me. I I didn't even know he was out there. I think for, he had for any of four them. or five shots in the first period, and you know played okay, but uh, just they they really locked down on him in that line, and you know th- there was even a lot of four on four play, and uh, they they four, four on what four, four on play. four play. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know if everybody knows what that it means, but um, you, you know they they really prevented him from getting the puck and you know with the more ice space out there for for a guy like that uh it's pretty impressive i think yeah for sure that's that's the time whenever you've got to just look out for that specific dude Mm -hmm. so yeah the fact that he was uh, a non-factor at least in the second half of the game is huge and uh i guess that'd be the other thing that they're going to probably say in minnesota minnesota's going to say hey let's uh let's get it Kaprizov some more room. Let's uh, let's get some more chances out there and and see if we can get better matchups. Because again, the Wild had the chance to get the matchups that they wanted on all of these uh, on all these uh, faceoffs and blah blah blah. But I mean, it uh, it played out where it was a complete non-factor again. You know, mm-hmm. for Dick. So we should get more stinky leather mitts in his face. I think uh, it'll. Sap his energy and his his oh, will just, to fight just immediately, yeah. like like one of those little dolls that you push the button under the bottom and they just and they just crumple down. That's what I'm thinking of for Caprice. Like a slide whistle, <laughs> sticky leather mitt. Oh my goodness, he didn't know what happened. All right, well, uh, we will see everybody again after uh, the next game, which is Wednesday. Is it, it's a late one again? Yeah, I think they're all late until game four. I think yes, game four is Sunday the was Sunday. Six o'clock or something like that. So matinee ish mm-hmm. kind of game, right? Yep. On so. nice Mother's Day special. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Bridget. Now just shut just shut up for a little bit. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Hopefully it'll be to, to sweep out the series uh, like I predicted. So uh, 15 wins left for the Blues, and uh, we'll close out this episode as we do all of them with a uh, Let's, Let's Go, go blues. blues. Hell yeah, 15, baby.